welcome again to Film Shots. I'm Joel Marshall, and my co-host, Dr. Jesse Rines, is not here today because he's on a speaking engagement in Tennessee, uh, but he'll be back next week. Uh, one order of business that I want to let you guys know about is my film, short film, Coffee Clutch, will be playing in the Short Mondays series, which is at the Cinespace. You can go to shortmondays.net and uh, check it out there and see when it's going to be playing. It should be playing the first Monday of next month, which is April. And uh, on that note, I'm in April Webster's office right now. She is the casting director who has cast many things, including the show Criminal Minds, which is on uh, television right now. And she is on the phone, so I'm going to wait for her to get off, and then we'll begin the show. Mm -hmm. Okay, sorry. Oh, that's okay. Hi. Casting directors are very busy, <laughs> I understand. Yes, we are. So we're very fortunate to have you here, and I'm glad that you uh, took the time. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Um, April, you work on many different things at once, from what I gather, looking mm -hmm. at the, all, all the different things that you've been doing. Uh, one, of the things, one of the things is this show, Criminal Minds. Um, I see the actors uh, are... I guess these are the main actors that are in the show. Right, those They're are the pictures of the here. series regulars. I see. Do, is that generally what you do in a casting office? You know, we just, it's something that we do, I guess a lot of people do, and we like to keep up our current cast. That way the pictures are accessible, and it kind of gives us the whole palette. We get to see what, what it all looks like with all the colors mixed together. Right, right, I see. And then also you do films, too. I do. I do. I do um, feature films. On occasionally, I do smaller films with a, an associate. Um, but I've worked for Roland Emmerich for a long time, and mm -hmm. Dean Devlin, and now lately I've been working for Mark Gordon, who's a producer who also produces Criminal Minds, actually. So. Oh, okay. And these people, they generally make big blockbuster films. Generally, they do make big blockbuster yeah. films. Dean is working now on a smaller budget level. He has a film coming out called Flyboys, which is a smaller budget than our usual. Uh, Patriot Independence Day, Day After Tomorrow stuff, but um, so he's making some smaller films, but really beautiful stuff. So, how do you work with a director when you're working on a project? When do you start working with the director, and then how do you work together to make the uh, project come together? Well, it depends. It depends on the project and whether someone is attached or not. Mm -hmm. <coughs> and what does that mean, attached? That means that you have someone in line to play the lead role that's going to make it possible to get your financing. Mm -hmm. For example, when we were doing Day After Tomorrow, before we even began production uh, or pre-production, uh, Randy Quaid became a person that we were able to attach to the film. We had discussed a couple of ideas, but Randy was the one that's, uh, excuse me, Dennis, well, mm -hmm. excuse me so much, Dennis Quaid uh, became our lead, and that sort of attached the picture. Um, he became attached to the picture. In other words, he agreed to sign on and to do it, and we made a, we made a deal with him. Okay, what, what do they usually do when you attach someone to a project? Do you um, make some kind of a, what, what kind of paperwork do you usually do, or does it vary? Well, it varies. I mean, on smaller projects, sometimes you'll get something called a letter of intention, which mm -hmm. means that you haven't made a deal, a, a money deal with the person, but they have agreed uh, to sign an to sign a paper that says, should the project go, that they would agree to be, to participate. Um, then you uh, get to the point, then you get to another kind of deal where if you have monies that are already, that your financing is already, let's say, part, partly 
together, you make a pay or play deal, which means you sign this person to do the project if they agree to do it, and regardless of whether the project goes or not, they have to be paid. I see. So sometimes that's a risk that you may want to take in order to secure that person, because especially if that person's going to help you secure uh, financing either in internationally or locally. And well. a lot of times that's big stars if they because they need to clear their calendar basically. So if you that's don't right. make the film, and then they're going to have a void in their calendar that needs to be absolutely guaranteed. I absolutely. see. Um, do you help get projects made, get funding for project projects by getting named stars ever, or are these projects um, usually fully funded? No, in fact I'm working on two projects right now, uh, independent films of smaller budgets under 15 million, <clears throat> that what we're doing right now is trying to attach some names to it. In other words, get a star name that would <clears throat> so sorry, it would help us get financing internationally and, and here mm -hmm. um, by virtue of what that person's um, marketability is. Certain people, even if they're not like big, big names, will have marketability internationally, uh, even though they they may be uh, not considered a big, big movie star here. Sometimes in Europe, because of various movies that they've made, they could be considered marketable. Mm -hmm. for the How do you movie. know that? How do you keep on top of that, whether people are marketable in different countries and things like that? The financing people especially the internationally financing people, usually keep tabs on it and will be able to tell the producer, the executive producer, who would, who is someone that they would be willing to finance or not. Mm -hmm. um, you begin to get a sense of who is a um, bankable name a, in, in, in the States and in here. And you can kind of tell by the kind of films that they've done as well as... Um, just responses that you've gotten before when their names have come up. I did a small picture for Atlantic Streamline and um, we were able to come up with about six or seven names for our lead guy that would have been considered uh, bankable internationally. Mm -hmm. So when you cast the rest of the film, once you have the stars in place, do you mm -hmm. usually go and then cast the rest of the film? Is that how that's done? And yes. some of it you cast uh, in locally, I imagine, for very small parts and then some, a lot of it you cast out of L.A. and New York, is that right? Generally speaking, if the, uh, it, depending on the budget, of course, but if the picture is shooting, let's say, in North Carolina, then I'll probably be doing the bulk of my casting from there, except for the bigger roles. Generally, the first five leads uh, will come from Los Angeles or New York, mm -hmm. uh, and any of the supporting roles will come from local casting because you don't want to have to keep flying people in and out. Um, and there's a, there, each place has its own pool of actors, especially in the South. There's you have like a five-state area where you you can have access to actors, because and they all drive like eight hours all together really? in a carpool to get to wherever you are, which is pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. Sort of makes going from the valley to Santa Monica a little bit of a <laughs> wussy thing. <Nothing. laughs> How do you keep tabs on all the different actors in different areas in the country? Or do you get there and do you work in conjunction with someone? Generally you work in conjunction with someone. Um, and after if you've done a project there before, you have a familiarity with the actors there. But we rely on our colleagues in the various states that we go to to keep us enlightened, especially in the smaller areas, if we're doing local casting in some small town or something like that, uh, we just can't possibly know all of those actors. But you do begin to get a familiarity with some of the actors if you've cast there before. But I rely on my other casting director friends if I need to go to Chicago or if I'm going to North Carolina, the Finn Cannons helped us cast, uh, they cast The Patriot with us, mm -hmm. and we got quite a few 
quite a few of our casts, quite a bit of our cast there. Wow. So. so when you're working with, I want to get a little bit of the nuts and bolts of how mm -hmm. you go about it from the beginning. Uh, when you have a script, uh, what do you do? Okay, so you get a script and you have a director and a producer and, mm -hmm. and now you need to start casting this thing. How do you go about doing that? Usually the process is this, is that if, if there's no one that's connected to any, no actor that's been hired to mm -hmm. do the picture, you break down the script in terms of all the characters and determine who your leads are. Mm -hmm. Generally in conversation with your director and your producer, you have a sense of that already. But you become familiar with the script, the tone of it, um, the kind of style that you might be looking for in the actors that you're looking for. The budget, of course, determines a lot of that as well. Mm -hmm. Then you begin to uh, make lists for the particular characters that are the lead characters. And then you check availabilities, you talk to the agents, you let them know what you're casting, you give them information about the director, if it's a director that's not as well known. Um, you start gaining, you start uh, developing interest in the project mm -hmm. so that people are familiar with it when you call and they get to know who the characters are that you're looking for. And then once you start making those lists, and they're usually name lists of actors that are known, mm -hmm. you narrow it down to like your top five choices. And then you try to make them an offer. Uh, you check their availability, you make sure that they're available, see if they would have interest in doing a film that shoots next fall in you know, Montreal or something. Mm -hmm. um, and if they would be, then you proceed from there and you try to make a deal with them, with one. So do you build relationships with um, agents that you work with oh, on a regular basis? No question about mm -hmm. it. I mean, I rely on my relationships with agents and managers mm -hmm. uh, to introduce me to new talent when they come into town, to let me know who's in from uh, out of the country, uh, out of town. Mm -hmm. I do a lot of general interviews with actors that aren't from Los Angeles. I keep tabs on New York a lot. I go to the theater there when I go. But the a my relationships with the agents are essential. See, this is the most important thing about our business, mm -hmm. in my opinion, is collaboration. Because we can't do it alone. If I had anything to say to a young director, is it would really be, or a new director, would be to really understand the collaborative process. That the director has the entire vision, but that you hire people for what they can bring to the project. Mm -hmm. Their taste, their skill, their knowledge, whether it's your DP or your, or your casting director or anyone who's involved in that way, you want an artistic vision to develop out of that. And so when I work with the agents, I, I use them as collaborators to help me come up with the best names. How do I think out of the box here? What if this was written for a woman um, who was 20, but what if she was 50? Um, I was, when I was casting Godzilla, there was a part of a woman, we ended up casting, of course, with a woman, Hank Azaria's girlfriend, and I was so burnt out, I came into Dean Devlin one afternoon and said, I said, this will be perfect. What if... This character was a Puerto Rican drag queen. I can just hear the dialogue. <laughs> and he went, uh, no. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes you just have to, like, stretch it out a little bit. Yeah, are there times in. where you don't know exactly what you're going for and you find out during the auditions? Sometimes just by trying something a little different, mm -hmm. you come up with something that you never expected. When we were casting Mission Impossible, I just finished doing Mission Impossible 3 with J.J. Abrams, what was great was, is like, I was a kid in a candy store mm -hmm. because with that kind of a project, 
I would have access to a lot of people, but some actors wouldn't, you know, necessarily go for that genre. Really? And I brought up a couple, well, I mean, we've, you know, we had some people who were interested in other things, but we mm -hmm. were, we just got the best people. Every casting director I know, or at least uh, me personally anyway, has a list of actors that they would love to work with any time. Yeah, I know. assume Philip Seymour Hoffman <laughs> and Tom Cruise seem like a good candidate. Not too bad. <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman I've always wanted to work with, and, yeah. and Tom was a delight. Yeah. And J.J., when he heard uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's um, name, decided to switch the role that we were thinking of him for. Really? And so that's why I say it's a collaboration, that everyone brings a little bit to it. And, uh, yeah, because we were looking for something completely different when we started out. But uh, Philip was just He's great. really quite an actor. Oh, man. So great. Um, J.J. Abrams, was that his first film? It was his, I think it was his first big feature film. He mm -hmm. certainly directed quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And, um, in fact, the pilot of Lost, which he directed, won, uh, as you know, swept all the awards. Yeah. Um, it was incredible. Now, did you cast the characters, the main characters in Lost? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, Tell yeah. me what that process, I don't, well, I know I have to skip around here, but That's we okay. don't have much time, so. No, right. Um, the characters in Lost, they seem to be a, a really good collection of, of really, uh, amazing actors. Uh, did, how was that process, trying to get all those different characters? And it seems like they're not necessarily people that we know uh, right. or have known before. Now we know them, of course. Well, it's funny because now when we cast, we try to get people who aren't too recognizable um, so that we keep, we don't take people out of the island. When we were casting, it was Alyssa Weisberg and I mm -hmm. were casting the pilot. We really didn't, we had a basic idea of what we were casting. But in fact, the characters began to develop as we began to see people. And um, some characters had been scripted that never showed up, that never ended up in the pilot. And some characters that weren't scripted ended up in the pilot. Damon Lindelof, uh, who is a brilliant writer, and JJ together, what a team. I mean, what, what could a girl, what more could a girl ask for? <laughs> um, we're writing this, and day by day, I'd get these emails from Damon saying, well, here's the good news. We know who six of the characters are, and these are who they are. And here's the bad news. There's five more, but we don't know their sex, age, or what they do. So oh it was like, gosh. okay, you just got to the point where you just said, all right, I'm giving this one over and just bringing in great actors. And luckily, um, for example, Harold Perrineau was in town doing Top Dog, Underdog, mm -hmm. and uh, with... Uh, I guess was it called Carl Gilliard, uh, and they came in, and you know, luckily I had a, a director and producers who knew actors and appreciated that, um, and we tried a lot of different things. Emily DeRaven was up doing, um, you know, ca uh, directing, a, excuse me, acting in a movie up in Canada. We had her on tape. Just all the different elements. We really hit the Hollywood lottery. What yeah, can you I guys say? really did. But you're very good at that, finding these people, obviously. Well, you know, as I said, it's it becomes a team effort where people think of somebody or Orhe, uh, 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 who plays Hurley on mm -hmm. the show. He had been on uh, um, Curb Your Enthusiasm, oh. and we all had seen the same episode. He said, get that big guy who was in Curb Your <laughs> Curb Enthusiasm. Enthusiasm. And Kim Whitley, who was also in that same episode, ended up doing a doing a pilot for J.J. also. So wow. you never know where you're going to see. I read 12, 13 magazines a week. I mean, I'm always looking for who the new talent is. I go to plays. I, I, I see whatever I can. 
There's not a casting director I know who doesn't want to be the first person to discover somebody. That's one of the, the things about being a casting director. The joys, from what I understand, is finding that person oh, who yeah. no one else knew about. Well, it's mm. a great satisfaction, not only for being the first, which of course is a little ego thing, but, mm -hmm. but also for beginning to see someone have an opportunity to expose their talent and, and begin to do some other stuff. Um, it's, a, it's a great feeling when you can call up and say, she got the role, or he got the role, and it's like you can hear the screaming in the background. How yeah. it changes people's it, it changes people's perceptions of themselves in a certain way, but it also gives them an opportunity to do what they do. Mm -hmm. So that's really it's 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 one of the great joys that I have working as a casting director because I get to direct every day. Mm -hmm. I get to find ways, and I call. I feel it's like painting. Like, what's my palette of actors? And here in Los Angeles, we have a huge, you know, a lot of colors to, to play with. Definitely. But how can I make it a little bit more interesting? How open is my, you know, is my director and my producer to me bringing up weird ideas? J.J. is always teasing me because I always mention these actors with weird names because they're all foreign. <laughs> he's, it's like, so... You know, he's but he's very willing to have someone like that or like Roland who I work with or any of the other directors that I've worked with who are open to that is such a blessing. Mm -hmm. I really get a chance to have a crazy idea and whether they say no or not, you know, at least they'll listen for a second. Yeah, to that's hear what great. Is, that's so. part of the collaborative effort is to Absolutely. get with people that you're not afraid to say, you know, come up with a suggestion that you yeah. think's a good idea. Exactly. But it might be out there. Um, how did you get into casting? Um, I worked in the theater. Uh, I was in New York, and I was a director in New York City, a theater director in New York City. And I came out here in 1978 and immediately got a job at the Mark Tabor Forum. Okay. And Phones uh, ring in casting offices, yes, that's for sure. Yes, they do all the time. <laughs> so we're going to say, Especially when that's no all right. It's here to answer them. Uh -huh. um, uh, <laughs> so I started working at the Tabor as the assistant director to their improv company, which was what my background was. So the Mark Taper Forum is, Mark, a main, is an equity theater in downtown L.A.? It's a regional theater. It's, a, it's a, on a Lort contract, a League of Regional Theater contract, and it's, it's one of the biggest regional theaters in uh, the state. And um, I started working there as an assistant director, as I said, to their young people's theater. And then they needed someone to answer phones in the casting office. Um, so I ended up working in the casting office. I knew a lot of actors from New York. I had been an equity stage manager. Uh, I was a stage manager and I became equity here, actually. Mm. And um, uh, so I was able to like jump in right away. Do you need to get that? Yes, I do. Okay. Hold on one second. I uh, have to cut this short because April has a casting emergency she has to take care of, which I, I totally understand because it's a very busy business. So. I just wanted to say to April, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, at the end of the show, we do these things called film bites. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say one, and if you want to say one, I, you can do so yourself, too. Um, what I learned from April is um, collaborate. Don't be afraid to collaborate, and don't be afraid to let go a little bit of your own uh, hold on the project and allow somebody to come up with an idea, even if it sounds crazy. And April... That's, uh, that's basically what I was going to talk about. I mean, it's, team, it's a team effort, and it's a creative effort, and you hire people because of what they can bring to you. So it means, I think a good leader is willing to hear other ideas. Even though you have the overall vision, you don't know how that can be enriched by 
seeing what other people might be able to bring to it. So Great. So thank you, April. I appreciate you taking the time out today. Sure. Um, and if you have any questions for me or uh, for April, please email me at filmshots at gmail.com. And thanks for joining us.